Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to another issue of The Dan Chronicles. This is May 2023, and this is the audio portion of the email newsletter. And you can find the email newsletter if you want to subscribe at danberg, and that's Dan with two N's, uh, dot substack.com. And it is May, which means the weather is starting to get a little bit warmer. And one of the things I really am enjoying this year is it's the first year that I've spent a good amount of time outside since I think the pandemic. Because starting with the pandemic, I started working from home and I was working from home throughout obviously all of the pandemic. And then afterwards, we started coming back into the office. And as soon as that was happening, I decided to take another job. And that other job that I took was fully remote. And so that had me working from home and one of the challenges for me was if I'm working from home, like when am I going outside? Because if you're going into an office, you have a daily commute, which is getting you outside at least twice a day. And for me, I would often take walks in the evening, but it just, it felt different. I feel like entire seasons passed without me very much noticing them, especially because the apartment that I live in is very much temperature controlled. And so I've been having a blast. I've really been enjoying having this new gig and going into an office five days a week by choice. And I, I this year even purchased a, an electric scooter. And so I've been riding that from my apartment in downtown Brooklyn into the office in Soho going over the Manhattan Bridge. And that has just been wonderful. It's a 25, 30 minute ride. It's nice and leisurely and it, it gets me outside feeling the warm air and it's really fun. So yeah, hooray for actually going outside. That's one of the pluses of 2023 for me. Now it's time for the stories. All right, let's dive into these stories. First up, this miraculous, and I don't use that term lightly, this miraculous device called the Ninja Creamy. It's an ice cream maker. And so this device is based on this machine that's been out for several decades. It was invented in in the late 80s and it it's this kind of ice cream maker that's based on a drill press and for years it has been something that has been only available in commercial kitchens because it's been so expensive it's some somewhere between like four thousand to sixty five hundred dollars and what it does is it basically turns a solid ice cream base into ice cream as opposed to traditional ice cream makers they start with a liquid and then it freezes the outside as you're churning it and so it slowly turns into a frozen ice cream this one goes the opposite and so they had this fancy machine that was only available in professional kitchens that could turn a solid into an ice cream and then the patent expired this was called the paco jet so the paco jet a patent expired and ninja swooped in and they're like okay we're going to make a version for the home so they made this version and they called it the creamy and it might be something you've seen online because it's one of those trending objects where you just have tons of TikTok videos or tons of Instagram videos or whatever of people making different recipes and trying them out. And it it caught my attention specifically because you can make your own ice cream bases, but make them more healthy. So you can use them with 
Greek yogurt or fresh fruit, and they can turn them into this kind of creamy ice cream snack. And so I finally decided to pull the trigger. There was one on sale and I snapped it. And oh my gosh, it is, like I said, miraculous. The first thing that I made was this blueberry lemon sorbet that was really good. The texture was just amazing and it kind of blew me away. But then the second thing that I made just knocked my socks off. So all it was is a banana Greek yogurt, peanut butter, a little bit of sugar-free vanilla pudding, and some almond milk. That's it. Just mix it all together. And it made like professional level uh, dessert, like gelato texture, just super rich and creamy. That was probably one of the best ice creams I've ever had. And literally it was Greek yogurt. So this is how I'm spending my summer now. I'm just experimenting and making all of these healthy ice creams because you start with a, a Greek yogurt base and it just turns into this amazing dessert. And so absolutely mind-blowing. If you like ice cream and you want healthier ice cream, this is definitely something to check out because they go on sale. You could probably find them for maybe like a little over 100 to somewhere between 100 and 200 mostly, which again, isn't cheap, but for what it is and for how much you would use it and, and what it can replace might be an investment that you should look into. So it's it's been a fantastic for me and I'm, I'm just having a blast with it. I mentioned in the intro that I've been going back into the office and I've been really enjoying that. And so I've been actually going back into the office five days a week and that's five days a week by choice. If I wanted to work from home a few days I could and and I guess every so often I will, but from, for the most part, I'm back in the office five days a week and it's it's challenging to, I, or I feel like it's challenging to kind of talk about this or have a larger discussion about this just because I know that working from home and that flexibility has just been so important to so many people, and it's enabled such a good uh, work-life balance that I know there isn't one answer like, we shouldn't have everybody go back into the office, but also I feel like we need to make going back into the office cool again, because right now I feel like there's a lot of hate. So if anybody talks about wanting to go back into the office, they're the man, they're the boss, they just are out of touch with work-life balance. And I, I really don't think that's the case. And so that's why this article in the New York Times, and I linked it to it in my newsletter, a New York Times gift article, so you can read it for free, that talks about some of the, the unforeseen consequences of working from home. And they specifically focus on people that are new to their careers. But I also feel like it's kind of relevant for anybody that's new to a role, and that is less supervision, which for many people is a pro, but it can also be a really big con because when you're in the office, you can observe how other people are working. You can kind of see how a business operates. You can ask those little questions where if you're sending somebody a Slack or you're meeting up with them over Zoom, you just, it's not the same. It, it feels different. And I think working from home definitely has its place. And there are definitely roles like writers, programmers, where working from home is really the best way to get those solid blocks of productivity time. But I do think there is something important to go into an office, at least speaking from my own experience. Uh, and it's not that I want everybody to do that, but I definitely want every, like, I feel like we as a society need to understand that there is value to both. And there are things that you can get if you work from home. And there are things that you can get if you go into the office. And sometimes there is an overlap and there are going to be pros and cons trade-offs for each. So I don't know, for me, going to the office has been fantastic. And I, I am 
totally happy to be there. And I, I plan to continue my working life in an actual office while also saying that not everybody should do this. I totally recognize that. But I think that we should explore those pros and cons and those trade-offs in a more nuanced way, because I do think that there is a lot of value to both both types of work. John Mulaney has a new Netflix special that is pretty fantastic. It's called Baby J. And if you don't know John Mulaney, he originally was on SNL. He's had a sitcom that did not do very well. And then he had a few stand-up comedy specials that did very well. And absolutely funny, brilliant comedian who his entire life has had drug problems. And most recently during COVID, he ended up going to rehab, but it was very public and there was a big breakup and a new dating. And there was a lot of drama around his life kind of in the news headlines in in that category. And so this is his first special coming back where he talks about some of his issues with addiction. And I just found it really amazing, one, to get a glimpse into his personal life and his struggles, uh, and two, to see it done in such an artful, comedic way, because he is really smart like that. So if you want to watch a really entertaining stand-up comedy special that can really increase your empathy for people that have addiction, because I am not heavily addicted to clonopin and downers and cocaine and all these sorts of things. But I definitely, through his stand-up special, felt that empathy towards him. And and also, he was on a podcast with this other comedian called Theo Vaughn that I thought was really interesting as well, because it was just a candid discussion. Both of them are ex-drug addicts that are now sober, and they kind of talked about what using meant to them and what it enabled and what the challenges were. And I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. And it was a, a candid look at this world of addiction. And uh, highly recommend the stand-up comedy special if you're flipping through Netflix and looking for something to watch. If you follow video games, you probably know the new Zelda game is out. It's called Tears of the Kingdom. It's the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which kind of was an open world video game that changed the face of video games, I would say, just in that it is a video game, but it is also a sandbox environment where they give you a certain amount of skills and you could use those skills or or I should say those abilities. They give you abilities and you can use those abilities to do whatever you want within the sandbox. And there are missions to complete and bosses to defeat, but really it's just a fun place to explore and play. And they created the sequel to this game. It had been several years. It was hotly anticipated. And it's finally out. And I've just been spending a lot of time having a lot of fun in it. They did a really good job. The map, which in the original game was giant, is now literally three times as big because you have the full original map, which is all remade and redone. And then you also have the sky and then you also have underground. So the map is just giant and they gave you brand new abilities. And these abilities are basically what you use to solve puzzles. And thanks to these new abilities, the entire game feels fresh. So if you tried the first game and you enjoyed it, but you haven't picked up the second definitely do that. If you haven't played them yet and you're interested, I highly recommend picking it up. I've been having a blast with it and I think you will too. Lastly, I'm going to recommend something else to watch. This one is not a stand-up comedy special, but it is a comedy. It is a series and it's called Jury Duty. And the premise, so it's by some of the same people or one of the same producers as The Office. And the idea was kind of like, okay, what if we had The Office, but 
the one person, like the gym helpers, didn't actually know that it was fake. And so that's exactly what they did. They found this guy to be on jury duty. And so they go through this entire court case. They have to have the court case sequestered. And so they're all staying in a hotel. But every single person is an actor or actress. And the entire case is false. And so it follows this one guy who doesn't know that everything is fake through this journey. And it's really, I I found it really entertaining. It's sort of cringy at certain moments where you kind of feel that secondhand cringe. But overall, I just had a blast with it. And it's even more interesting to see interviews with the main character, the one that didn't know that it was all fake, afterwards to kind of understand the psychological ramifications of living several weeks of your life and then realizing that everything that you were experiencing and everybody you were interacting with was an actor. It kind of pushes the bounds of ethics a little bit just to understand the psychology of what he went through. But overall, it was all in good fun and it was kind of an entertaining watch. Not like a must-see. I'm not saying go out and watch this, but if it sounds appealing to you, I enjoyed it and you might want to check it out. And that's it for the month of May. If you want to find me, you could find me on my website, danb.org. You can sign up for this newsletter at danberg.substack.com. And with that, I'll say goodbye, and I will see you next month.